0: You're listening to The Brand Compass, conversations to navigate your way to building a brand fit for purpose and poised for success. Here's your host, Shelley Rossland. Hello there, my friend. We are back for another installment and thank you for choosing to listen today. If you are looking for somewhere to hang out where you can chew the fat on how your brand meets the humans you serve, you are in luck. This is The that place. I'm Shelley and I'm your host on this conversational journey and if you are new to me well hello there. thank you for finding me and if you are a regular hi to you too and how have you been? Gosh two weeks have just flown by. At the time of recording we're sitting in June and Actually, I lie, we have now hit July (laughs) and I can't quite work out how January was six months ago. But there we are, right? Life in the 21st century. For today's episode, I'm going to circle back to a concept I stumbled across in my early investigation and learning journey into this wonderful world of brand strategy. It's a concept that really resonated with me at the time and um, I wanted to share it with you because I think... You'll not only resonate with it, but you might also find it helpful in your own brand building or growing journey. Before I get into that, I'm going to give you a little bit of context as to how I came to pick this topic for today. If you've listened to my very first episode of the show, I have shared some of how I came to be here today, serving the types of humans that I do and why the work that I do is important to me. However, we are complicated beings, are we not? Full of disconnected dots, strands of thoughts, strings of meaning, and almost a magical cloud of discovery hanging all around us. This week I had a lovely conversation with a lady I'd met at an event earlier on in the year and we've only just managed to kind of grab a convenient Zoom time to get to know each other a little bit more. Instead of talking shop though, we ended up talking about our teenage daughters who are both the same age and going through different challenges with school, mental fitness, friends... And in our conversation, she said to me, and I'm going to paraphrase this as to what I got from what she said to me, right? Shelley, you always seem so engaged and full of life. It's what drew me to you, but it's nice to know you're also having tough times. I think, oh, it made me stop. And I went, oh gosh, Am, am I that person? The one who's only showing the one side to me online, perhaps? Now, I don't consciously not to share the tough times online because honestly, I think it is important to be balanced in what you share, good and bad times. However, sometimes for me, it's just because I haven't actually digested something completely to know how I feel about a tough time before I actually share it. Does that make sense? So let me give you a little bit more context to that. So I'm 47 years old. I have a 13-year-old daughter. I have aging parents, as many of us do. I run a business with my husband. We are an international family. So my husband and I were both born in two separate countries to the country we now live in. I also started perimenopausal symptoms in True crash style about nine months ago. I'm not even going to mention the dramatic things going on for our respective families across different continents, which we get drawn into because we're both the oldest children in our family. Honestly, just pick any one of those things that could go wildly wrong or disrupt our thinking, our daily lives, our finances, our livelihood, or even just our sanity. Heck, there is usually at least four of those things mashing up at any one point in time. You see, for me, it's not that I'm hiding or pretending to the outside world that I'm perfect. It's more I need time to process, digest, and work out what the event or the situation means, how it affects me, how I feel about it, uh, or even what can I do about it, if anything. Then. By the time I've kind of distilled all of that and come to some form of rational sanity, if you can call it that, by the end of it, I feel like I'm in a better place to have perspective to then think, is this something I should share? Will it be helpful to somebody else? Can I share it in a way that I can communicate it best? Because this is the other thing about me, folks, because I'm quite I feel things quite deeply and I'm quite empathetic. Sometimes I really need to get to that rational position after digesting things in order to be actually communicating in a way in which other people will actually get the best out of me because I get really emotional and that comes out in tears do, and then I get really frustrated with myself because I'm coming out in tears and it's not that I'm crying, it's I'm trying to pull that emotion out of me so I am much better at digesting, reflecting, taking taking a pause and then coming back and communicating. And I just know myself by now to know that that's the best route for me. So if I can end up nodding positively, if you like, to all of those questions, um, would it help someone else? Is it something that I should be sharing? I will then, yes, I will then go ahead and I will share it. I might not share it in a widely public way on social media. I may just share uh, or decide to share it with somebody in my own life, you know, some uh, good friend uh, or a husband Christian. And I would rather just show that where there's a benefit for them to know what's been going on for me or, you know, to help them potentially in their story to know that I've kind of gone through it, you know, like the olden days, you know. Before Facebook and Instagram, (laughs) when we used to actually talk to human beings and not type on a keyboard. Now, you may be wondering why I'm going on with this, but here it is. I want to introduce this concept of brand banking to you. This is what I came across, as I uh, alluded to earlier, earlier, when I was busy with my investigatory and learning process around our brand strategy. And it was beautifully explained in the book. The Hero and the Outlaw by Margaret Mark and Carol Pearson. Now, this was published in 1990, right? So they are truly the birth mothers, if you will, of putting the brand archetype framework together. Now, Margaret Mark was, at the time of writing the book, a marketing consultant at a big agency, and Carol Pearson had spent decades creating psychological frameworks to apply in educational and uh, business settings. Together, they literally created the first systemized way for businesses or professionals to actually manage meaning by formalizing the 12 brand archetypes. Now, I use this framework in my group program to help service-based professionals identify and articulate their brand personality. And more often than not, it does start with them as the person behind the business or the work. And the archetypes help to give them permission to almost be those diverse humans that they are, but also be a focused professional communicating their competency and humanity in a way that lights them up and is highly engaging and attractive to their ideal clients. Anyhow, in the book, Margaret talks through how she would help clients to understand when they were in a good place to take a big risk or to make a big ask of their audiences, and she likens this to banking. She says that once a brand has clarified its archetypal place in the world, the process of nourishing that identity and benefiting from it must be managed carefully. So maybe I just need to take a little pause here and just quickly define the term archetype and more specifically brand archetype for you because I'm conscious that it's again one of those overused words, right? You hear that archetype word used quite a bit but I want you to understand the context of what I'm talking about. The brand archetype work from Pearson and Mark is based on the early work and research of psychiatrist and psychoanalyst Carl Jung. In a nutshell, he identified and proved that over thousands of years and across multiple cultures around the world, there are these innate character constructs that all humans identify with and relate to unconsciously. How cool is that? He surmised that this came from an area of the mind that he called the collective unconscious which he held was actually shared by everyone so every human on earth right in jung's terms archetypes are instinctual patterns they have a universal character and are expressed in behavior and images now they might be called something different in different cultures but the basis is still there across all humanity Pearson and Mark then took this a step further to relate these constructs to personality types that brands could use to market, communicate, and serve their customer audiences better and more authentically. A clear and connected brand archetype means you will lead your marketing and communication with the outside world with heightened confidence. You'll feel true to your values, and most importantly, this confidence and clarity makes you stand out in a noisy world. And for subject matter experts operating in a flooded business marketplace and a digital world, that is potentially one of the most crucial bits to get right. Okay, so that is what a brand archetype is. Now we can come back to Margaret's idea of a brand bank. So, in essence, what she was saying is that you look at your brand as a bank holding rich meaning and goodwill on behalf of your customers or your clients. So, anything you create, launch, or do in your brand name is basically trading off on that goodwill from your bank. This means that you need to weigh up whether you are making good trades which either will enhance at best or at least match your current goodwill, or you are making tricky trades, which may risk depreciating that goodwill or at worst, losing it completely or uh, depleting it. So let's go back to my 47-year-old me, right? Fluctuating and balancing my personal troubles and whether to share those or not. What I have to think about, and perhaps so do you, is which things will I share which will lean into that goodwill in my brand bank, or which things don't I share which will actually be withdrawing cheques that, quite frankly, my bank cannot cash and will just throw me into overdraft. Ultimately, as a subject matter expert, one who is A proficient knowledge worker who seeks to improve the condition of the client in front of them, the level of competence you have, matched with your ability to adapt and responsibly act and pull solutions together, are why you are hired. You are also hired for your personality and humanity. And I get that. However, for me, while sharing is important, to show you are fallible and can also be empathetic to the peaks and troughs of business and life, you are still someone who someone else is looking to, to help move them in big ways. They need to trust your ability to handle tough times and tricky decisions, and most importantly, navigate them and their business to safety if needed. They want to connect with you as a human as well, of course. And your empathy is what will help them feel heard and understood. However, there is a balance. When I need help, and this might just be me, I probably wouldn't turn to the professional who is, to paraphrase a term that's used a lot, a hot mess on social media. I would, however, be interested in the one that does share Tough times, but also shares other great stories and insights that balance the rough with some joy and inspiration and a good giggle. I do need to laugh, right? (laughs) But that's just me. So, my friend, I guess what I'm saying is this I am most certainly not perfect. I'm definitely a work in progress. I definitely have ups and downs. And some weeks, to be very honest with you, there are more downs than ups. And I promise to perhaps share a bit more of what that looks like for me, but I'm also weighing up that I have a responsibility to be a beacon for you in your business troubles or your personal challenges in finding your voice and being able to translate your genius to the world. I would much rather focus on how we build your platform And box to stand on and be heard than jumping on a box to moan about how life is tough for me. We live in a digital world where there is just so much noise online, right? And we are getting less connected in human form with those around us. How about we share online the pertinent things that help to shape our personality and humanity so that we are these. Beautifully coloured in, imperfect characters, which our ideal clients can get to know. And less of the muddy puddle of melted crayons that really no one wants to tackle getting off that carpet. You do not have to share every crisis that is going on by clicking that record button. I promise that once I have digested a tough hill that I've climbed and I feel like it's worth sharing because it may well help you or perhaps even help me in finding a win inside of it um, that could maybe even support me better next time when it happens, I will do that. But the rest of my chaotic life mess, I shall leave inside my house and for other deep in-person conversations with my friends offline. I have both a personal brand and a business brand. So I have two brand banks that I have to think about, and they are linked to each other, and they involve more people. So I'm evaluating the deposits and withdrawals in tandem. And that's it for today's episode, folks. Does it help thinking about your overall activity, whether that be marketing, communication, or product development, as metaphoric transactions from your brand bank. Maybe it will just give you a reflection point to think before you click, send, or record. Sharing how you've overcome tough things is good. It will help to show that not every day is bells and whistles. It really is. Trust is an important factor for subject matter experts who are consultants Coaches, advisors, or mentors to others. While it's intangible, it's also highly emotive, powerful, and yet tenuous. Give it the right level of attention and priority when you choose what and how you spend the goodwill you have stored in your brand bank. Who do you know that could do with hearing this conversation? Share this episode. Go on, you know you want to. Oh, before I go, have you subscribed to the show properly in your mobile app? If you pop off now from this episode, just tap the button to subscribe so you can see when new episodes are released. If you're a busy soul and you could actually do with a little email prompt, no problem. Pop over to the show's home, which you can find at shellyrosland.com forward slash podcast. And you can subscribe to the email alerts, which I give you a little cliff notes as well, just to tell you why it might be interesting to listen. And these go out every time a new episode is released. But that's it from me. Until next time, stay strong. Believe you have value and make good brand decisions. Thank you for listening to The Brand Compass. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your entrepreneurial friends and help them make good brand decisions. Until next time, let's keep the conversation going at shellyrostland.com.